This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. That's right, it is CBS Sports Radio, and you are locked in to the JR Sport Brief Show. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. I'm being joined by you. Yeah, you listening all over North America. Hope you had a great Monday. I hope you had a great time checking out Monday Night Football. Tonight, obviously, the Seattle Seahawks beat the Denver Broncos 17-16. to And Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. A lot of turnovers, a lot of fumbles, a lot of interesting play calls and miscommunications at the end of the game. We'll talk about it all. So whether you're listening on our many CBS Sports Radio affiliates, whether you happen to be listening on the free Odyssey app, Sirius XM Channel 158, or smart speaker, we appreciate you being here. Okay, the number here is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. You can also find me online. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. It is at JR Sport Brief. And so to come to a conclusion for week one of the NFL season, we, we got a good game. It was a good watch. Sunday night, looking at the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it was enough to make you sick. It was like, what, what, what crap am I watching? It's like Jerry Jones needs to give me money for spending my Sunday night watching this. And by the way, the Dallas Cowboys, they were the only team, the only team in week one to not score a touchdown. Thank you, Dallas Cowboys. Thank you. And so as we move on into Monday night football, at least we got an entertaining game. At least Geno Smith, yes, Geno Smith got busy. He had a damn good start. 17 of 18 passes completed in the first half. And Geno Smith, he even opened up the game doing this. Take a listen, courtesy of Westwood One. There's the belt eye snap, dropping back three, running back, 
Clock now getting away from traffic as Smokey throws. It's caught by Disley 20. Open to the 10. Running on the numbers to 5. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Seattle. 38-yard touchdown pass. It's so nice. He did it twice. This time in the second quarter to Kobe Parkinson. The Seattle quarterback gets the shotgun snap, throws a pass, over the shoulder, catch, goal line, touchdown, tight end, Colby Parkinson, beating two defenders, Geno Smith has thrown his second touchdown pass tonight for Seattle, a 25-yard strike, and the Seahawks go up 16-10 to just before halftime. Yeah. At halftime, it was ultimately... 17 to 13 Seattle. Russell Wilson was able to connect with Jerry Judy. Yeah, Jerry Judy caught a touchdown. How about that? And so at the first half, Geno Smith had two touchdowns, 164 yards. He was almost perfect passing the ball. You had to go, whoa, is this Geno Smith? What am I looking at? Where's the real Geno Smith? And then by the time we went into the second half, although Denver finished the game with more yards and more plays, things also sucked in the third quarter. They were at the goal line twice. They fumbled twice. They're running backs. Wilson in the gun, flanked by Gordon. Corning is out his protections. He gets the snap, but slow. Hands to Gordon, riding over the right tackle. He lost the ball as he was hit. It's loose. It's vacuumed in. It may have been a fumble. It's taken to the 10. Tackle there. Mike Jackson got it. Yeah, it wasn't may have been a fumble. It was a fumble at the one-yard line. Denver's trying to get back into the game. And that was one fumble. And they did it again with Javante Williams this time. Still in the third quarter. Third and goal. Inside the one. Wilson puts over the defense. Gets the snap. Hands off. Williams runs into his own blocker. Fumble the ball. Rolls into the end zone. Recovered by Seattle. Recovered by Seattle in the end zone. Can you believe it? And then Seattle fumbled the ball them damn selves. It's like, who wants the ball? Fumble, fumble, punt, fumble. Like, what are we doing here? Russell Wilson, he finished tonight. 340 yards. He had that one touchdown to Jerry Judy. Like the other four times they went into the damn red zone, nothing happened. Turnovers happened. Zero points happened. And then we get to the end of the game. There's approximately 50 seconds left. Denver has the ball. They don't know what the hell to do with it. They run about 20 seconds and and more off the clock. It's like, hey, it's fourth and, and, and five. You need five yards. They have three timeouts. They were on Seattle's 46 yard line. Do you try for the five yards with Russell Wilson? You're paying him all this money. 
Do you go for it? And if you don't, do you just stop things there? You have all this time on the clock, and they just they look like they were going to go for it with Russell. And then they called a timeout after a million seconds dissipated. And then they decided to go for a field goal, which would have been 64 yards, which would have put them in front, and there would have been a few seconds left on the clock, and Seattle probably would have lost. This is what that play sounded like. This 64-yard attempted kick on the Seahawks radio network. Here we go from 64 to try to take the lead. With 20 seconds left, McManus off the left hash. This thing is going to be no good. It could have been long enough, but it was just to the left of the upright. And the Seahawks are going to win their opener. Yeah. Russell Wilson went back, and he lost. He was booed in pregame. He was booed when he ran out onto the field. And then after the game, he was pretty much, well, fans were celebrating. They didn't care. Russell Wilson runs out to midfield. He greets Pete Carroll warmly. He then greets and congratulates Geno Smith, who played a hell of a game. And Geno Smith, in talking to ESPN, he was very clear. Geno Smith said, Oh, yeah, you wrote me off, but, um, yeah, just take a listen. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Yeah, well, I don't know if if Geno Smith was going to write anybody back. Who knows? Even Pete Carroll had positive words to say about Geno Smith and his two touchdowns. How about Geno? I mean, Geno just 17 for 18 in the first half. I mean, who does that? You know, these guys, guys just don't do that, you know. Um, but remember, he did it against Jacksonville. You know, he had like, I don't know, 12, 13 in a row or something like that. So Gino played tonight like he's been playing the whole time we've been practicing. That's what he's been looking like. Oh, yeah, he beat Jacksonville. Remember? Remember when he beat Jacksonville? No. <laughs> and Trevor Lawrence, by the way, I know he, he's like, this is what life in the NFL is like. Trevor Lawrence wants to go home. And so Pete Cow praised his quarterback, and of course he would. And Geno Smith, he feels like he's been written off. Of course he has. We haven't seen him. We spoke to the man who caught his second touchdown. Kobe Parkinson, tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. He joined us at the beginning of last hour, and he talked about why he's confident in Geno Smith. Gino's definitely uh, stepped up to the plate. And I think people don't realize that. He played really well last year. Uh, when Russ got hurt, he played those three games. And we definitely could have won with him. I think some things just didn't go our way. Uh, so leading up to this year, I've been very excited about him taking over. And he showed that he's capable of it and uh, played very well tonight. Let's see what Geno Smith does the rest of the season. We know what Russell Wilson can do. But it's going to take time with Denver. New offensive line, new head coach, and everybody has to get together. And so people are going to be very critical of what took place at the end of the game going for that field goal. But Russell Wilson, he talked after the game, and outside of all the criticism, he believes in Nathaniel Hackett 
and he was okay with that decision to go for a 64-yard kick. I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing, you know, and believe in everything. You know, I, anytime you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five, that, that's great too. But also, we, I think we, I think, I don't think it was the wrong decision. You know, I think he can make it. Obviously, we, in hindsight, you know, we didn't make it. But uh, if we were in that situation again, I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided. Okay. And in the case of Nathaniel Hackett, he's the one who made the decision. What did Nathaniel Hackett have to tell the media after the game? This is what he said. No, I was happy he got that one out of the way. I thought, you know, he had plenty of distance on that one and just thought that we were going to be able to make that. You know, I have confidence in him, and if we have to put him in that situation again, I think he'll be able to make it. Oh, he would do it. Okay. And I got to be honest here. Fourth and five, it doesn't matter where you're placed. They were at the the 46-yard line. If they don't get the – and I get it. It's quote-unquote only five yards, but come on. We've seen one yards not be converted. And then if he didn't do that, people will go, well, why didn't you kick the field goal? So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I would find more issue with the confusion about whether or not they were going to kick it. They initially sent Russell Wilson out there to go ahead and get the five yards. And in a million seconds ran off of the clock. They were forced to burn the timeout. And then at that point, they kicked it. I'd find more issue there. But they had time to think about it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Robert is calling from Florida. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, good show. How you doing? I'm very well, man. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. You touched on it a little earlier, and you might have to help me out here. But uh, at this point, I would take Geno Smith over Dak Prescott. I mean, I just don't understand why this guy just can't perform in these big games. I mean, the 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 the, the lesser teams that with lesser talent, he puts up big numbers. There's just no consistency with this guy. And I'm not ready to just give up on Dak Prescott. His first two years in the league, he was like lights out. Ever since those first two years, I just don't see any progression with this guy. I mean, we're scoring three points. You know how many times we have scored three points in a whole game? It just seems like he can't move the offense, and he throws the ball up. He should be a better quarterback than that, than what he is. And I just think we need to start trying to draft another guy. I mean, we've had talent there. We played against the 49ers. He stuck up the joint. Every big game, this guy never shows up. And I want to just get your take on that. What do you think? Well, Robert, name me name me two wide receivers yesterday besides uh, CeeDee Lamb. Okay, but my point is, last year we didn't have uh, No, well, no, I'm at, I'm at you, you, you're telling me, you, the first thing you said to me was that you'd rather have Geno Smith than Dak Prescott. Well, now, now, I'm not literally, honestly saying that, but I'm just yes. saying, you know, he's but, moving the ball. I mean, it's just well, that. You, I understand that. Well, you're asking me what the problem is. Who the hell were the wide receivers yesterday? Okay, who the, I, who, we don't who, have much there. There you but, go. Who, who the hell? Yeah, but, but last year we had well, Robert, can I, can, I, can I answer? Can you allow me to answer? Okay, I'm just frustrated. Yeah, go ahead. I, go I understand ahead. you're frustrated. Well, if you're going to ask me about last night, I can tell you about last night, and I can tell you about last year as well, okay? There's there's two things here. Last night, 
and this is Jerry Jones. I'm not going to put all this on Dak, okay? Oh, I agree now. I agree with you. Okay? The man ain't have nobody to throw the ball to, and he had you protecting him out there while he was throwing it, okay? That's, That's the overarching picture. Jerry Jones did not invest in the offense or the team this year and its depth. That's the first thing. Second of all, if I have to look at Dak Prescott, yes, it was a disappointing end to the season with the 49ers. I I don't think a lot of people expected that, but if we have to look at the Dallas Cowboys and their history, yeah, sure, this is what, the 11th time, 12 straight years that they haven't seen a conference game, and I don't even need to go back 25-plus years. I I know it's frustrating, but Dak, what I'm not going to do is just say, well, let's let's swap out Dak Prescott because the larger issue starts all the way at the top. And it's an issue that will not go anywhere because the issue owns the team. You want to talk about Dak Prescott and his issues last year? Oh, yeah, coming off of a, of a snapped ankle that popped into two pieces, the man threw for 4,500 yards and 37 touchdowns. His first year back, and he was running around, even on a recovering ankle, it was still a bum ankle. And so, yeah, he got bad luck. He got a broken hand at the end of the game. The Dallas Cowboys have bigger issues than Dak Prescott. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Doug is calling from Colorado. Go ahead, Doug. Okay, Doug in Colorado. I don't know where the hell he's at. Flavio calling from Chicago. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, J.R. Reed, how are you? Well, J.R. Reed played basketball. I'm J.R. Jackson. I talk. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, I've been listening to you most of the time, but this is my first time calling you. Thank you. Uh, the, last, the last time I talked to you, the last time you uh, listened to you said the BS, Chicago Bears going to lose. But I'm just letting you know, please don't underestimate Chicago Bears. They are ready for the Super Bowl. Okay? Oh, my They're God. They're going all the way. They're going all the way. That is just the beginning. You, you ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the beginning. Next what, week, it's going to be another set, too. Next what, 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 year, what year are the Chicago Bears going all the way? What year is it? What, this year. Okay. This year. You don't have uh-huh. you, you, you haven't put money down on that, have you? You haven't bet anything. No, I no, I don't. I don't I don't bet. I don't Good. I just go for my I'm a diehard Chicago Bears fan. I Good. don't put money down. I'm just gonna tell you they're gonna yeah. win. Because the last time you didn't pick you didn't pick Chicago Bears you're gonna win. Somebody yeah, I, picked it. I did it. Somebody picked it, you said uh, I know. Somebody picked it, you said, Oh, it looks like you dreaming. You know, that's what exactly what you said. Well, well, I I think well, I, I, to be honest, to be honest, uh-huh. I don't I don't think I, I spoke specifically about the game against the Niners. I know for sure, and this I can be very clear on. I still uh-huh. believe the Chicago Bears are going to have a losing record this season, and I would almost I don't bet either. But if I could, if I did, I would bet everything I have that they are not winning no damn Super Bowl. Well, even yeah, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, oh, okay. but they're gonna make sure they're gonna make sure 
If I, if you look all the national reporters, they don't no not a single one pick Chicago Bears gonna win. Not a single one. To win what? On, to win what? To win on Sunday. To win on Sunday. Oh, who not cares? It's, it's one game. Who cares? I, I understand, but this is just the beginning. We're gonna show you. Okay. We're gonna show. We're gonna show the. We're gonna show the world. Right. I like you. I like you. I love your optimism, Flavio. Thank you. Is Walter Payton suiting up for them, Jr.? Are we not aware of something going on right now? I, I, I don't know. I know I'm on Earth. I don't know where Flavio is. <laughs> is that going? much? They have one winning record in the last 11 years, and they win one game, and they're going to the Super Bowl. It just shows you the state of mind that Bears fans are in these days. No, let's not. Let's not. Uh, let's not paint them with a broad brush because of Flavio. But God bless him for his optimism. If there's anything the world needs, it's more optimism. Thank you, Flavio. We appreciate you, even though you're way off. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Seattle Seahawks and the Denver Broncos, they have cap off what has been an amazing week one of games. We've had some wild ones, okay? Missed field goals, turnovers, injuries. It's a hell of a start here to the NFL season. And how about this? It gets capped off with Russell Wilson being booed in Seattle. Sounds like Christmas if you don't like Russell. Russell Wilson, he addresses the boos that he got to start the game. We'll talk about that. They lost. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Good to hear from you, man. I'm a big fan of your show. I love your work and I appreciate you. I'm a trucker, man. So I'll be all over the country and I uh, look forward to your show, man, at this time. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. Yeah, shout outs to everybody rolling, moving, coast to coast, up and down, east, west, north to south, everything in between. Tonight, Russell Wilson, he went west. He went northwest. He went from Denver, Colorado, his new home. He went back to the Pacific Northwest. He went back up to Seattle, and he lost 17 to 16. And before the game even started, Russell Wilson was back home, and he got booed. This is the same Russell Wilson who started to plant the seeds, at least publicly, of his displeasure, of his potential exit. His agent started to seed out places and and locales where Russell Wilson would be okay and interested going in. And then he said, oh, I didn't request a trade. And it's like, come on, man, we see the writing on the wall. And since then, we've got enough stories and reports that yeah, even even Seattle was at different points in time ready to move on from Russell Wilson, that there were some in the organization who felt that he was the guy and others who feel that his skills were deteriorating and that although Russell Wilson wanted to throw the ball more, 
they were like, hey, we're not going to win with that. And then Russell is like, y'all aren't protecting me anyway. And so this was for the best, that Russell Wilson leave. He wanted to go and that they didn't want him there. Now, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Who, who knows? But the situation wasn't working, and their window was done. And so now he's gone. And so the fans let him know about it. Booed. Russell Wilson was asked after the game, did the booze affect your play? Did it impact you? Listen to the very diplomatic answer of Russell Wilson. No, it, it didn't bother me. You know, it was, you know, this is a hostile environment. It's always has been. I didn't expect him to give, give, you know, give a round of applause every once in a while. You know, <laughs> like I would say, you know, I gave everything I had every day here. Every day. And anybody says anything else, you know, they're completely wrong. He can't even call him a liar. <laughs> hey, Shep, I was like, he, he's not going to call him up. And he didn't. Is Russell Wilson never going to call anybody a liar? He's not going to call anything but the most classiest. Uh, he, his, he is, he's going to run for president someday. I'm convinced. No, oh, don't say that. I'm convinced. No, no we don't need that. <laughs> you see you see who we're running out there these days? I don't mind Russell Wilson. Well, that's what I said, okay, but I mean, yeah. damn. Oh. We're not going to get a, well, I mean, there's a lot of, we don't get an honest word out of anybody, right? Oh, no, I mean, there's no Jimmy Carter's <laughs> these days anymore. Yeah, there's no honesty anywhere. Hey, Russell Wilson, how's the economy? Well, it's just on the up and up, and, uh, you know, despite <laughs> the things. No, please no. Please no. Anyway, Geno Smith, he didn't have to be so diplomatic. After the game, let me remind you, Geno Smith, I'm not going to say he played out of his mind. It's not like he did a Patrick Mahomes and threw five touchdowns. He ain't do that. But for Geno Smith, Yeah, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 17 of 18 to start the game. He was amazing. In the second half, they didn't really generate much or nothing. But that's a win for Geno Smith. That's amazing for Geno Smith. And so he spoke to ESPN after the game, and this is what he said. He he said about people writing him off. He ain't right back. Listen. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Okay. Not Russell Wilson-ish, but who is? And so Gino, when he spoke at the podium after the game, he decided to elaborate. Yeah, I think when people say what I've been through, I think uh, that's a stretch, man. I'm in the NFL for 10 years. So, I mean, to say what I've been through is uh, it's kind of funny. And then to say, you know, people wrote me off. I've just been working. You know, that's what it means by I never wrote back. I don't, I don't listen to stuff like that. I just work. As far as worrying about naysayers, anything like that, uh, I don't get into that type of stuff. Yeah, as he shouldn't. He shouldn't give a damn what I have to say. He shouldn't give a damn what anybody has to say. Just go do you. All you can do is work. We don't see you playing on Sundays. You, you practicing. I'm not sitting around watching practice. Nobody is. And good for him. I mean, I'm not sitting around wishing bad upon anybody, but what are we supposed to judge, judge Geno Smith off of? A couple of starts last year in this one game? Good. He's done good. Keep it up. All the best to him. And for, for Russell Wilson, yeah, good for him too. I wish him nothing but the best. And, and thank you so much for capping off what has been an amazing week one of games. 
It's been nuts. Ezra calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Jr. Man, just like you said, this weekend was was crazy, and I think there's just two words to put this weekend together is special teams. Like, I I don't remember a week where I seen special teams. I mean, even like punt coverage. You know, I work at a sports bar, so I see all games. Even punt coverage. You know the way. You know, special teams play such a big part in this week that, you know, I I I tip my cap off to all those uh, gunners and all those dudes that, uh, you know, just run down the field and, you know, ready to sacrifice their body. But real quick, JR, man, um, as a Steeler fan, watching that Bengals-Steeler game, Uh-oh. let me ask you, man, honestly, you like, oh, this dude. <laughs> but no, you, said, you, you re- said special teams, and that was the first game I thought of because I don't know how many missed field goals are still flying around man, in the atmosphere. Man, I'm telling you, it, it – I, again, this is this is one of those weeks where I never can remember. I can never remember seeing so many special teams plays make the game or the outcome of the game. But do you really think now that with Wayne Tomlin and you know, I told you a couple of months ago I'm on the Trubisky train. You know, you laughed at me. You said hey, that's, I ain't making no stops. But the way they came out on the road against the AFC champions. And, yeah, we should have lost that game, you know what I mean? But it's, a, it's, it's something about Mike Tomlin where he really, really does get the best out of yes. B-rated players. And it's like, I don't think what, he's what's going to have a what's, losing season. What's the question? Yeah, I think, I think they're, they're in store for a very average season. And when I say average, they might be on the losing side of that average. We know nobody's going 500 now with a 17-game slate. But this is, this is still a restart for the Steelers. And, and what we're going to do, and thank you so much, Ezra, for calling from, from Atlanta. Yes, that game was bananas. We're going to take a break. I'm going to get to more of your calls. Obviously, I know there's going to be people who want to talk about Russell and Geno and the Cowboys, et cetera. I will get you on the line if you call up. Here's the deal, though. We also have to take a listen because the end of that game was wild as hell. Yeah, I have no idea how the Steelers got away 23-20, to 20, but this is a fact. You are right. Mike Tomlin gets the best out of his players. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do want to say I've, I've never called in. I love listening to you. I've, I've been listening for years. And man, your show and what you say is just beautiful. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Week one of the NFL season, it is officially a wrap. As the Seattle Seahawks, they spoil the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle. Seattle wins 17-16 over the Broncos. Denver could not get the job done in the red zone. They were 0-4. They had two fumbles by both of their running backs in the, the third quarter of the game right at the goal line. 
and they missed some golden opportunities. And then a 64-yard field goal went wide left. Some controversy around how much time was left prior to them kicking the ball. And so not the greatest of starts by Russell Wilson, their head coach Nathaniel Hackett primarily, as they try to make some headway here. And so now we are tasked with seeing what Denver can do as they continue on with the season. It's only one game. At least they take on Houston next. They better win that one. Houston and the Colts, they didn't. Nobody won that game. I'm not exaggerating. The game finished with a tie. 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls momentarily. I did tell you that tonight wasn't the only crazy game that we got. Uh, The emergence in the first half of Geno Smith or uh, missed field goals or turnovers. I have no idea what I watched between the Steelers and Bengals yesterday. I popped in and out of the game all throughout, and then I saw the end. I saw the conclusion. I started by seeing Joel Burrow throwing a a pick six, and then we got to the end of the game, and and Cincinnati came back to tie the game against Pittsburgh at 20-all, a touchdown to Jamar Chase, and then they had the point-after attempt blocked. And so instead of winning 21-20 to over the Steelers, T.J. Watt also went down with that peck injury. We don't know yet how long he'll be out. They go into overtime. The Steelers punt. And then Evan McPherson with a chance to win the game in overtime for the Bengals. Well, he missed. This is courtesy of the Steelers radio network. And this to try to end the game in overtime. The snap is high. The kick is on its way. That kick is line drive. It's no good. Unbelievable. It's left. It's left. No good. The high snap cost him. You've got to be kidding me. So here we are. Now there's about five minutes left in the game, and they missed that kick. And then with about, a, you know, a little less than that remaining, the Steelers get the ball. They have an opportunity to put it away. Chris Boswell, this is the Bengals radio network. 227 left in overtime. The snap, the put down, the kick. It's on its way. It is no good. It hit the upright. It did. Bounced right off that bad boy. And the Bengals will get the ball at the 45-yard line. Yeah, that's, that's the doink. Nobody wants to hear that. And so then they get another chance, another opportunity the Bengals they had the punt and so here we are a little less than a minute left in the overtime period the Steelers radio network has you covered straight away kick good snap down kick is on its way that kick is long enough high enough and it is good good. the kick is good the Steelers survive in Cincinnati how it happened it'll take you an hour me an hour to tell you it's just like it's like me playing video games at this point in life I don't know how to do this like you want me to kick a field goal I don't what I got to move the controller what am I doing I don't know Mike Tomlin knows something he knows his team is tough listen I'm not surprised by the fight. I knew they would fight. I found comfort in that. I wasn't looking for comfort, but I found comfort in that. I just seen enough of that during team development. Um, obviously, um, it was a hard-fought game on both sides, man, and it always is when you're in the AFC North. 
um, it's good to come down here and get it done today. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky, if people want to think about him, he completed 21 of 38 passes, 194 yards for one touchdown. Joe Burrow, oh, man, he was abused. He was sacked seven times, intercepted four times. One game, folks, one game. I still expect Cincinnati to ultimately have a better season than the Steelers. 855-212-4CBS. Let's get in your calls. Let's try to get in as many before I have to roll out. Let's keep that in mind. Let's start off here with Jeff from Dallas. Let's see how quick he can be on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, JR. Hey, I was just calling. uh, I don't know. Jerry Jones has to understand history, and I don't think he understands the parallels between he and Al Davis. They had early success and some Super Bowl appearances with a dynamic coach, somehow let it get into their head that they were part of the success. And then for 25 years, they've muddled around. The The Raiders had, what, two AFC title appearances in like 30 years after Madden left? And the Cowboys have had two playoff wins in 27 years. You're absolutely right. The problem starts with Jerry Jones. And I can't believe they didn't prepare better for the season. Like, their backup quarterbacks cleared waivers. Like, yeah. nobody in the league wanted to pick them up. And yeah, that's who no. you have as your insurance policy well, when Dak goes down. It's crazy. You know, it is. Well, he's. you're correct, Jeff. He's, he's old. I mean, how many folks running around old with all that power and all that money admit anything? They, they don't. Tony Scholar from Massachusetts here on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JR? So, Chicago Bears ain't been reveling since 85. Jerry Jones, Cowboys, until he hires some people to run his team, they ain't going to win again. And Geno Smith's going to turn into a pumpkin. And on top of that, Pop Warner, we learned to hold on to the ball with two hands when we're down near the goal line at both ends of the ball. I don't know what the heck I was watching, man, but that I know Russell wanted to throw up, man. I'm going to hang up. <laughs> Thank you. Well, he got a lot of money. No reason to throw up. He got booed, too. Still got a lot of money. I think he'll be okay. Jonathan calling from Pittsburgh. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, JR. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question about the Steelers. Um, do you think in any point in the decade, in this decade or so, do you think the Steelers will make a, a uh, AFC or AFC championship game or even a Super Bowl with how explosive our defense is? but not so much our offense because of how average they are. Oh, man. Jonathan, I, I, I could barely tell you what I'm going to eat in the morning for breakfast. I can't, I can't think 10 years out from the, the Steelers. This is what I can tell you about the organization. They're a solid organization. They're well run. They have an excellent head coach. They have someone at the top who people actually respect in Mike Tomlin. They just now have to find that, that quarterback. So I, I can't look out over the next 10 years. I can't look out – over the next five. One of the things that the Steelers are are doing right now, which is most important, is trying to compete in this transition. And who knows? Kenny Pickett might be that guy. We'll have better clarity at the end of the season. Trubisky is not going to be a long-term option, I don't believe. And Kenny Pickett, ultimately, he's going to get his shot, his chance. Mark is calling from Cali. What's going on, Jared? So he kind of hit it uh, right on the – the coffin a little bit in regards to Stradinsky. I don't know why you haven't had a segment on him because he's exactly like Geno Smith. But um, 
I was waiting for my call two hours and 30 minutes, man. Y'all were talking about Gina. I want to talk about Daniel Jones. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, Mark, you, you're short yeah. on time, Mark. Right, right. So, um, Giants 1-0. You know, next week we got Carolina. I think we could beat Carolina. And we got Dallas. Could you see a 3-0? and And then Chicago right after that easily could be 3-1, and 4-0. Is that in the Giants cards? 4-0. Would you be shocked? If all the because they definitely weren't favored against Tennessee. Listen, Tannehill's terrible, but Barkley is back. Jones looks better. Twelve play, seventy-five yard drive at the end well, of it. I mean, there's a couple of well, you, you, yeah, you're being optimistic. Do you think the Giants are going to start four and zero? Absolutely. And if they I do start four and zero, is that if they start four and zero, is that going to change your outlook on the New York Giants season? Absolutely, because I have us winning. Mark my words. Remember this, because you did also say that Bill Belichick was a top two coach in the NFL right now. He has he, one of the worst games I've ever seen as he, a head coach. Ever he still, he, he still is. He still is one of the Absolutely best head coaches not. in but anyway, the NFL. No, it ain't no anyway. Right now, right now, get, definitely well, not. Well, Mark, Mark, stop talking. But we all have our opinions. No, there. Mark, are you not? Stop talking. Bill Belichick is still one of the best coaches in the NFL. Right and now. I will disagree with you. And, and I will disagree with you 100%. That's fine. I don't and care. And all, all Patriot fans will also disagree with you as well. I don't, give a, I don't give a damn because they're spoiled brats and you're, you're off your rocker. I know it's good out in California, but that doesn't mean you have to smoke it. The New York Giants can go 4-0. You know what I still believe? They play 17 games, and this is a reset of a season. Daniel Jones is unlikely to be around. Saquon Barkley is unlikely to be around. And the button is still going to have to be reset. And Bill Belichick, right now, today, not one of the best. Fine. You take Brian Dayball as the best coach. Take Nathaniel Hackett. Take Pete Carroll. Man, I got, I don't know, a little more than than 30, 35 years to kind of draw my conclusion about Bill Belichick. I'm not going to draw that conclusion based on one game. Get with it. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I just try to use a little bit of common sense. That Geno Smith still has more to prove. That the Chicago Bears will not go to the Super Bowl. And that the New York Giants, that this season is not going to be some overwhelming success. Okay? Let's come down to earth. Thank you, Shep. I'll be back with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. But don't move here on CBS Sports Radio because Amy Lawrence, she's awesome. She's coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 